And welcome, one and all, to the... Full time whistle. Thank you, because I always get it wrong. I think I always say the final whistle or whatever it is. Anyway, I'm Sean Fry. That was the greatest man, Josh Triat. We've got Tommy Dolman here as well. We've just had a great day out at the football. We've had uh, the 3 p.m. kickoffs and then a 7 p.m. Uh, night game. Tommy, I could uh, I could get used to that. It's great, isn't it? More power to um, standalone kickoffs, match the round, something like that. It'd be good. It's good to get to more than one game during a day. It's, it's obviously impossible with all, all kicking off at the same time normally. So, yeah, yeah, good to sample a couple of uh, different games today. So tell us where you guys got to. Where were you, Josh? Uh, well, both, both myself and Tommy, we were down at Inglewood Stadium for... Uh, we just follow each other around now. Yeah, try and get out and cover the action. Oh, look, be doing it's, not, to... it's, not, it's nice to have someone to, to talk to, to bounce ideas off during a game. Yeah, I'd hang around Tommy as well if he'd have me, but I think, yeah. I, I need to have my stat man on me. Yeah, he's very handy for that, yeah. I, um, especially now that we've got the, uh, the joys of squatty to uh, navigate when we're trying to um, find stats and, and team sheets. But we got through it all. I was down at Coburn, I had the call there, and here tonight we've just watched Olympic Kingsway. We should talk about some football. Uh, Go down two goals to nil to Florida Athena. Uh, Jesse Fuller goal. What was the, what were they doing defensively on that corner? Can you explain that to me? Uh, I can't really say. It was a strange one. We have, we were actually having a bit of a discussion because over the last few years you've seen this drop out of the game. The man on the post. <laughs> And that header, you know, it was an interesting header because it sort of come behind him. He's dived into it. He, he did really well to, to get it on, on, on yeah, target. I, I think the header was great, but my, I, maybe I'm a traditionalist uh, in that I don't think you should be able to take a corner and, and take a header at about waist height. I feel like a defender should be getting there. Uh, it, it was a different kind of corner. Because we don't see it a lot. It's the, the corner that's struck in with the laces that zips in. And those are actually hard to defend. Okay. Well, I, think, there you but, go. I mean, I've but, been slamming all night. I'm I glad think, you're here to defend them. Maybe I'm just wrong. Well, I think the big argument's about whether you have someone on the post. Because it hasn't gone in with any real pace. But it's just evaded Malik Cook, who we've got to remember as well, was sort of nursing a shoulder injury from and earlier in the game coming, and ended up coming, coming off. off. Yeah, I did speak to the physio. They said precautionary mostly. It's, an, it's a recurring injury. Um, but hopefully not going to be out for weeks again and yeah maybe back next week um, Tom, Tommy's big on the post thing by the way he wants a player on the post do you know what, what how do you feel about the uh, what, what are they calling him the draft excluder in the, the wall the person that lies down behind the wall because I am not joking I have been lobbying for that for decades and I'm, I mean I'm 37 now so I can actually have been lobbying for it for decades but, but they they rarely get hit, don't they? It's because everyone just doesn't bother going well, underwater. Yeah, they that, serve their purpose that's in That's why that they're sense. there, yeah. So they don't have to do anything. They're there. It's, it's yeah. It's there as the, I guess, the deterrent rather than uh, actual prevention. Anyway, talk about the man on the post. Yeah, I think it was just, I mean, it was obviously a preventable goal if you wanted to um, If you wanted to say that they could have been a man on the post. To the corner, it was an interesting one. The drilled corner, I normally hate them. I, I'm normally sat at home watching them. I'm thinking... Because normally because the so, first defender reads it, gets across and heads it away. Or just the power and the pace of the ball. It's usually sort of backspin, so it's really hard to direct the header with pace onto target with that sort of control. But it was a brilliantly executed effort from Fuller, who was almost stooped down low, that low sort of centre and gravity, and was just able to sort of twist his neck, make the perfect connection, and find the corner. Yeah. The more I talk to you guys, the more I think I probably didn't give enough credit to Fuller for the for the header. I think 
Yeah, when I try and replay it back in my mind and hear you guys describing it, I'm thinking, yeah, it probably was a better header than I gave it credit for. I was just sort of thinking all he needed to do was sort of direct it on target. But he was a long way out from goal, and, and to beat a, an NPL goalkeeper from that distance is, yeah, pretty remarkable. Uh, not a lot happened then in between. I think Florida just sort of controlled it. Um, no chances really at either end that I can really remember. Well, I thought the big thing out of tonight's game was how disciplined and well-organised Florida were. I think they really sort of got back to their roots. Obviously, they were 2-0 down. Uh, sorry, 2-0 up last week against Inglewood United and then sort of fell to a 3 lead in football. And then today... Hey, it's all good. Best lead in football. 1-1 one, one this season, Sean, yeah, from the Florida yeah. games. But um, no, they were really well organised. They were well disciplined. And I felt they were able to sort of keep keep Kingsway at bay for the majority of the game. They came on with a bit of a wave at the end of the game when they had to push players forward and maybe take a few more risks. But I thought for the majority of the game, Florida had things under control. Well, they, they did hit uh, the... Classic uh, change the halftime team talk goal, didn't they? Right at the end of that first half, and Bailey Brown Montgomery just looked like he just sized up Daniel Walsh and thought, I can get around you, and, and he did, and slid it to the back post where Noah Shimaki tucked it in. Uh, pretty, pretty straightforward finish. So, one of those goals where uh, everyone runs to the player that created it rather than the one that scored it, um, which is someone who never scored any goals. I'd always hate that. I'd, I'd maybe scored three goals in my life, and I remember that scoring one and no one coming to celebrate with me because I, they created, dribbled past like six players. I just thought, you know, I want my time in the spotlight. That's, that's a pity. Yeah, it was really sad. Uh, but here we are, and everyone celebrated with... Uh, Bailey Brown Montgomery, except for his younger brother, who I saw in here at halftime, who said Bailey's not that quick and he's not even that good. So, <laughs> cop that, Bailey. Uh, we'll go around the grounds as well. I, I do want to say that before we do, Kingsway were quite impressive last 20, 25 minutes. They, you know, th- throwing the kitchen sink at it and they left themselves open a bit, but they didn't go out without a fight. They created a few chances. Um, Soldaris had to come up big. I think it was um, Liam Murray probably had the chance of the game. I d- really had to hit it either side and they would have scored. Yeah, it was a bit of a sliding doors moment, that one. It was about 25 minutes to go. If he hits that in the corner, then suddenly you go game on. Floriot under the pump bouncing. a bit. If they get another goal, they they tie it up and then Floriot have to come out and play because the other sliding doors moment was that goal you mentioned before half time. Is that, you know, it changes the team talk, but it also, it also meant that Floriot were able to just sit yeah. in the entire second half. You know, Such I, don't, a I don't think Krista Delarcus and Minich are fullback. I'm, left their half very much. And was it Walsh that had their header at the back post as well from the corner that I, I like seemed to hit him on the face and yeah, then the shoulder? He backwards and... when he was right next to the post. <sighs> yeah. So there were, there were moments. Yeah, go ahead, Tommy. Grab the mic. Yeah, talk away. I just wanted to make one more sort of broader point. Um, this was obviously Kingsway's first top flight game for 24 years and um, yeah, the match day experience and the overall night was, was really good. The lights looked fantastic. Well, um, really welcoming here. Um, bar was... Excellent, good service there, and, and the food was terrific as well. So big thumbs up to Kingsway. We'll be back, I'm sure. There was sure. one little square on the pitch there that they were a bit annoyed about because apparently FIFA told them they had it all looking nice for this round one game, but obviously FIFA's making all the rules at the moment with what happens here for the, the Denmark national team coming to train, as, as most know. But, yeah, it's, it was it was a real spectacle oh, today. The Denmark national team, I, I hope they uh, they enjoy uh, lamb and beef because they, they had some sensational uh, lamb and beef yeah, gravy well, rolls. I, I they, they're, they're giving that Basie burger a run for no the money. No one brought me one. 
was busy oh, working. You, could, you guys, you, you could be bothered standing in the line, mate. So like cues. I've got a job to do. You didn't have a job to do. What do you ever do? Uh, let's go around the grounds. But um, so you guys were down at. Uh, Inglewood and Inglewood, Balcata. Balcata and you said Tommy Balcata played very well do you agree do you Josh the deserved win yeah 100% and uh, in fact it was a really good performance from Alex Dunn in the Inglewood goal if it hadn't been for him including one awesome save off uh, Katara Yamamoto uh, it would have been a far bigger scoreline. I yeah. think Balcata scored in about the 87th minute or thereabout that was when Yamamoto stepped up for the winner yeah. uh, if if uh, Dunn hadn't been there between the sticks, uh, they wouldn't have needed a late goal. And final score? 2-1 to Balcata. So I was down at Dalmatinats Park, uh, saw one of the goals of the season. Have we both seen Fridays uh, step in and curl it into the top corner off the left foot? Funniest part um, about that was apparently... Well, we did an interview. I can't remember what Friday said. Uh, he talks a lot of rubbish, but he uh, said that... They've, um, his coach has been telling him, yeah, to, to shoot, to, to take your chances, go and shoot. And apparently, uh, Kalichi spoke um, to Chris. Is Chris, is it? Coach? Uh, Coburn? Steve. Steve. Sorry, not Chris McDonald. Steve McDonald. Uh, and said, uh, yeah, we've been, we've been trying to get him to, to work on some plays and things and stop shooting from, uh, from everywhere. Um, so the word from the coach very different from the word from the player it's amazing how these stories get mixed up most important question was it a cultured left foot or a wand of a left foot Sean which left foot are we going with today what I I don't think I don't think it was cultured or, or a wand I think it was just a bit of a it was a bit of a whack and a dip I, it was it wasn't exactly curled and I, I think for it to be cultured you want that bit of curl and he just sort of hit it with the the dip into the top corner so I'm going to go neither of the above Can I got a third option I just wanted to ask you as well I don't have a third option okay. um, I just wanted to ask you as well what was we obviously saw Coburn ship six goals last week against Armadale what did they improve on this week and what impressed you Sean you saw the game live so I was obviously down south last week and didn't catch any of the action apart from the goals so I can't really compare it to last week um, but I've seen Coburn a lot and I've obviously it's a team where a couple of goals go in heads can drop and and big numbers can be put past them but I've also seen them beat Florian 3-0 last year at, at home and, and they have a habit of, of knocking down the big teams I don't think that's what happened today because I think Bayswater looks awful I, I just you said you saw them last week and there's a big gap between the I think the three players that do their job best in that team are uh, Hargraves and the two centre halves um, Hesketh and Southgate thank you very much um, and I think they do their job the best out of anyone but then the rest of the team just seems a little bit shapeless and aimless and there's good sort of performances here and there but I, I worry about them and if I was redoing my predictions now I think I'd have them bottom three did, did you, you didn't have them top four was that, was that Kalichi who had them top four oh, I'm not silly enough to have them top four no you'd, you'd have to be a right idiot to do that but um, hello as you are editing and producing this one back at home in the morning Kalichi <laughs> I, th- I think um, I, I think they had issues through the night series, particularly defensively. You know, they they, they put six past Perth, but they also shipped three goals yeah. uh, against a fairly weak Perth team. The NBL's so weird, man. How, like, you just get crazy score lines. And, I, like, 
I would not be surprised if Bayes were to win like four on the bounce now and, and all of a sudden somehow pull it together. It's <laughs> could, just could happen. It's just one of those leagues. As soon as you think you've got something figured out or you've pegged a team to be like, oh, you know, I've watched these guys three weeks in a row and they're garbage, they're going down. They can turn it around the well, next week. It's well, we had that game last season down at Frank Drago Reserve where Bayswater smashed Floria at 6-1, to, I think, to go top of the league at the time. And, you know, Floria bounced back from that Seems and a ended up ago. winning the league, right? So yeah. cra- cra- crazy things happen. Well, they certainly do uh, around the other games. Speaking of crazy things happening, I, I didn't catch any of the action from Armadale Perth Glory. I just saw the scores oh, the first, rolling in and the first, goals I, rolling I in. I can't, I can't remember who scored that first goal. was an absolute ripper. Completely different to... Oh, the one where he spun the... Oh, he beats the, like three players. I can't remember who it was. circles and... Oh. Yeah, that was, was, a good was one. On, on, on refills, that one. I won't, won't speak too much about that. It, look, it, was, it was one of those ones where you get to the end and you're like, that's a great goal. Or is it just awful, awful <laughs> defending? And it's obviously a bit, a bit of both. Poor que no los dos. Um, anyway, uh, we <laughs> move on. Was just um, the taco ad. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I was going for. It's it can be both, right, Tommy? It's uh, it's never one thing or the other. Um, but it went four one. I think Glory were up, and then it got back to four three, and they had a man sent yeah, off. Man sent off. There yeah. was a notification came naughty, through that naughty it was four four. Naughty boy to talk about. Oh, okay. Well, I'm looking forward to looking at that on uh, on Monday. Well, it's a red card, so yeah, we won't talk too much about that. Your naughty boy pick. Uh, Bailey Brown Montgomery just absolutely sized through someone today. Josh Manella must listen to the podcast and have something against you and just think, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not giving Bailey bookings because, yeah, I don't want Josh to be right. I don't know. Yeah, book, bookings flying through left, right, and centre. Yeah. Bailey Brown Montgomery. Golden absolutely, child. Absolutely. Can't do anything wrong. <laughs> can't do anything wrong. Has anyone ever said that about Bailey Brown Montgomery? That he's Gold, a golden, golden child, child and can't do anything wrong? I'm sure someone said it at some point. Well, maybe that's the problem. Maybe Mum's been saying when that to him 16. his whole life. Yeah. Um, no, but he, um, he he was good tonight. Had that great goal. Uh, I'm trying to think of other standout moments. It was well, uh, Kingsley Eshen. Kingsley Eshen. Oh, that goal. goal. That was a hammer. Nah, Sterling. They mean business. They got up two one up at Red Star yeah, up, up at the up campus. There at the top of the table with Perth Glory at the moment. Yeah. Anything else? We're gonna we're gonna wrap this up now and just give you a little. Uh, bite-sized snipper. We've got an interview with Adam Tong that we'll, we'll wrap up with as well, but I'll throw over to you uh, boys to wrap it up because some of you are just sitting there twiddling your pen comfortably. No, no, you, you two take the mics and um, tell me if you've got anything else that you want to talk about from today's action. No, not overly. I think it just on the, really on the results that Balcata and Coburn have had today, it kind of just runs to the theory that I don't think we're going to have a team cut adrift at the bottom of the league. I don't think we're going to have a runaway leader at the top. I think teams are really going to take points off each other in this early part of the season. And even though um, you look at Kingsway, for example, tonight, they've lost two from two, but it can all change so fast. And, and you've got the glory leading the league at the moment and all of the teams that we perhaps thought... Um, or I mean, I don't even want to chance a referral to our tips because I don't think we've done too well this week. But um, regardless of that, it's going to be um, it's going to be a very good season. And uh, yeah, let the good times roll. Well, we, we missed as well Perth Soccer Club. They're up towards the top of the table after a one 0 win over Sorrento, who started the started their life under Steve McGarry. Absolutely, so sensationally last week with the four one win over Bayswater. Perth yep. looks so hard to break down at the moment. They've got two, oh, not two clean sheets, but they've conceded one goal inside two games and uh, managed to, to scrap one in with a Julian Tellis goal off a free kick. I love this time of the year because it's. Uh, 
I missed the first week, as I've mentioned, and, and you probably know listening to this. I was down south at a, at a wedding and didn't. We've heard a few times. Get enough, get enough chance to sort of catch catch up on the action. But this weekend was my first weekend back in watching the games, and this is the time of the year where you don't get to watch full length games. You don't have the time to watch them all, so you piece together week after week by week. You watch the results, you catch the games, you catch. And your knowledge of, of the, how the season's unfolding just slowly unfurls. It's like, as a real nerdy card gamer, it's like watching the meta unfold and figuring out who the big hitters are and who the relegation battlers are going to be. And I, I think this season's is shaping up to have, have it all and, and have the chance to deliver as much drama. Maybe not quite down to the final minute like it did last season, but I don't know. Take us out, boys. What are, you, what, what are your hopes for the season? I like how Sean said, I'm going to hand over the microphones to you and then he's proceeded to talk for a whole minute. Uh, I, I think that, as you pointed out, Tommy, the big thing that today shows is that it is going to be a competitive season. It's not certain who those bottom two or, or bottom three sides are going to be in the league this year. And and there's going to be challenges every single week. I mean, you look at Kingsway and they've lost their first two games. You could say, oh, the honeymoon is over, but they've actually had some really good passages of play and they've come up against two of the top teams from last season. So uh, I still think that they'll be around about a mid-table side, at least based on what we've seen so far. But uh, I think those two perform- well, obviously Sterling getting over Red Star was a big win for them, getting two wins from two. Well, I'm giving you but, two, 30 more seconds, and then I'm cutting it off and we're listening to Tommy. But equally, those uh, but equally the, those uh, those two performances from Coburn and Balcata today, big things. One more thing for me before I line up and get a beer. NPL Women's uh, today, as you'll be listening to it on Sunday, Red Star NTC, uh, 1 o'clock, Freo Mom FC, 1 o'clock, uh, Balcata Curtain, 3 o'clock, and Perth Subiaco, 4 o'clock. And here's Sean to sign off. See ya. Josh and Tommy here with the Perth Football Podcast. Hopefully this winds up on the full-time whistle. I think that's the plan. Uh, Adam Tong from Balcata, an incredible win. It took something like 16 games last year for Balcata to get a win on the board. You've done it in two, and it's against uh, one of the night series finals in Inglewood. We heard the noise in there in the change rooms after the game. How much did that late 2-1 win mean for you, Adam? Yeah, well, it's just a bit of like, relief for us because we've been training hard, we've been working hard off-season and that lot. Uh, we didn't get a good night series. We had eight players missing during night series. And, uh, yeah, we, you know, the goals that we conceded in night series and didn't get a win. So, you know, we didn't want to be known as the whipping boys in the league. And, uh, yeah, we just come out. We give it all we got today. We got our players back. Uh, we lost a few during the warm-up, like Ben Hindleswood and our right-back Luke, he had to go off. Uh, with their Achilles injuries, but it just shows what uh, what a great squad we got. We had J.K. Uh, Fries that come on. We got uh, Jack Allen who came in from last week. Uh, who else? Uh, John Kearney. Just you know, we got. I feel like we got a great squad this year, and uh, I love. I love an underdog story. I actually love it because you know people write us off even on the football website, and uh, I think we'll prove a few people wrong this year. So. 
in terms of last week, Tongi, obviously, my understanding was you guys actually played pretty well and then you were kind of sucker-punched at the end by those late two Perth Glory goals. So tell us about the sort of determination that the boys had to show coming into this week because it is a pretty tough run of fixtures coming up. So to get a win at the start of that must give you so much belief now. Yeah, last week again, Glory, you know, they're, they're the best youngsters in, in uh, the WA State. That's why they're all there at Glory. And I thought we held our own. I thought that we had three three chances cleared off the line. And uh, on any other day, it, it could have been 3-1 to us. It could have been 3-2 to us. So uh, we just said we keep we kept the uh, same same uh, team, same shape this week. And uh, it's worked out for us. So, yeah, uh, like I said, it's it's great to get a win, get the points on the board, and obviously we move on to next week. And we've got a good four or five uh, fixtures with the top six last year. So, you know, there's no better way of just proving what we can do this year. Two goals in two games for team out of yours there as well. Kataro Yamamoto, tell me what it's been like having him in the squad and uh, and having some imports back in the league after a, a few years affected by COVID. Yeah, he's um, you should see him in training. He's unbelievable. 30 yards out, he gets his foot through the ball, top top bends every time and uh, I'm delighted for the lad you see his work uh, ethic today and his determination and he, he absolutely ran his balls off today and uh, he deserved that goal at the end and the celebrations and I'm sure we'll go in a clubhouse and have a drink with him and he'll love it yeah well, to, oh, I was just going to say and just on yourself as well Tongi obviously you're very much one of the older statesmen of the league but we just can't keep you off the pitch tell us about yourself and how the body's feeling and, and how sort of motivated are you to sort of just keep going and, and keep getting out of the park you must really love it yeah being four, I've turned 41 in April uh, I'll be the oldest player I think in the league this year uh, it's you know what the body holds up well uh, I do whatever it needs to do like like going diets, but I came, I come out of retirement last year. Uh, well, I was about 115 kilo prison officer, and I was like, oh, I need to. Look. I said to Glenn, said, can you come and play? I said, mate, I look like a marshmallow. He says, don't matter. We need a bit of a. Uh, a, a leadership out there so I've come I've ended up uh, losing a bit of weight and I've managed to lose a, a few kilos this year just to give myself a, um, a good effort this year and uh, a chance of obviously playing week in week out because uh, obviously we've got myself TK you've got Griffo you've got Jack Allen that all can play centre half and I've got to keep it up with them just to you know, prove myself that I'm, I'm actually uh, worthy of playing in the MPL again. So, well, fighting fit, Adam Tong and the Balcata Etna Football Club off the mark for season 2023. Uh, enjoy the drinks, Tongi. Cheers, lads. Cheers, boys. Eh? Well done, man.